Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's good, everybody? You know who it is. This is Jason Jones, and this is your latest edition of the Rule of the Court podcast, where I talk about the Sacramento Kings, and I talk about whatever else might come to mind. Uh, Basically, a lot of hip-hop talk, but... You're here for some King's Chatter, and I want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, took a little break uh, at the end of December, and then I uh, had some time off from, from my day job at The Athletic for the first uh, full week of January, so that's where I've been lately. Hope you've all been safe. Hope you're all taking care of yourselves as, you know, this pandemic is not over, and a few of my I had some friends come down with the uh, coronavirus, uh, I know we're all ducking and dodging that thing as best we can, so just do you, be safe, and that's the end of my health announcement, because we're going to get into some Sacramento Kings talk, and if you caught any of my recent appearances on D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320 in Sacramento, uh, I saw some of my uh, (laughs) comments got retweeted a few times talking about this King situation, and... Quite honestly, there's not a whole lot you can say about this team. It's pretty sad, you know. And where I'm going to start is about how this team, how this franchise more specifically, seemingly breaks the spirit of good people. And in the last couple couple of weeks, let's just start with Alvin Gentry. Uh, been around Alvin off and on the whole time I've covered the NBA. One of my first real cool interactions with Alvin was uh, years ago when he was with Phoenix. And this is before, there was a time in NBA coverage and, you know, on the beat where there wasn't a formal press conference with every team before a game. There were some teams where you would just sit, sit by the coach courtside and just chop it up with him, you know, shoot the shit as they say. And Alvin was one of the first guys I did that with. And he was just so cool. And I could give you a ton of cool Alvin Gentry stories, but... What, what makes me uh, feel bad about Alvin is just that he hasn't had the job, you know, 60 days you know, since replacing Luke Walton. You no, know, we, we haven't even hit two months of him replacing Luke as a coach. And it, maybe we have. I don't know. But how many times has Alvin had to get up on a podium and apologize and say he's embarrassed, disgusted, you know, embarrassed? I mean... Alvin can't be that. It's 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 ridiculous. And 
when I listen to Alvin Gentry speak about the situation in Sacramento and kind of what happens on the on the court many a nights, uh, it's almost like Alvin has figured out how to encap- encapsulate, bring together all, over 15 years of angst and just give it to you at one presser. When you hear words like embarrassed, I've never seen anything like this. And then you have Tyrese Halliburton come out and say, I know this was embarrassing, but we lost the game by 50 points last season. My God. <laughs> That's where we are right now with the Kings. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, Tyrese Halliburton's uh, post-game comments, uh, a question from James Ham about just kind of just a lack of competitive fight. They basically they look like a team in game 75 and nothing to play for. And would make, this was after Sunday's loss to Portland which featured a dynamic backcourt of Ben McLemore, former King um, draft pick Ben McLemore, and Anthony Simons. Yeah, that dynamic duo kicked Sacramento's ass. Yeah, <laughs> another COVID-ravaged, injury-ravaged team came through and said, you know what, we've been playing like shit, we're struggling, but guess what? The Kings were on the schedule. Yay, we can get this one, and guess what? The Kings let them do it. Take their take their lunch money. And I'm going to get full disclosure. Did I watch that game? Hell no. Why? The Raiders were playing. Shout out to the Raiders making it to the playoffs. And one of the beauties of having my role at the Athletic Change is that I'm no longer forced to sit through that type of shit no more, anymore. No. I refuse. It's not good for anyone to have to watch that repeatedly. And... My attitude kind of became with this team that if they don't care, why should I? You know, why should news you know news outlets who spend money to cover them care if the players don't seem like they care? And obviously what they do is separate from us, so on and so forth. But a game like Sunday night's game, I just perfectly find unacceptable as, in terms of effort. But then again, it's kind of hard for me to... To kill them because it gets to my second, my my next point about just you know, I talked about how how broken Alvin sounds, how broken Tyrese sounds after games, how kind of you know if you go into a guy like De'Aaron who's kind of like, oh, what you want me to say? Because the losing wears on you, and like I said, it gets to my second point about the Kings this season. Why are we surprised by this? Or why are, should I say, why are, not we, I'm not surprised, but why are people surprised by this? Why are, why is anyone surprised that the Kings are where they are? And as I record this, they have not played the Cleveland Cavaliers on a Monday. And the way this team is so up and down, they'll probably beat Cleveland because Cleveland has a winning record and they may actually give a damn against them, you know, but. As we sit right now, the Kings are in 12th in the West. Just a half game out of the playing position. And to me, this is kind of where I thought they would be independent of whoever their coach was going to be. Whether it would be Luke, Al, you know, a fire Luke. This is, they're not too far off. And I ask why are we surprised because there seemed to be this feeling of optimism, like overly optimistic feeling amongst a lot of people around about the Kings. And I didn't understand it. I thought they could fight to get to 10. Maybe things got lucky, 9 or 8. But this is essentially the same team we've seen since the 2018-19 season. It's essentially the same team. You know, 
the starting center is different from that point. You know, you have now you've had Rashawn for what three years. De'Aaron's still here. Buddy's still here. Harrison's been around for most of that time. Marvin Bagley's been around for most of that time. Some of the other pieces really don't, you know, you know, you don't have Bogey, but you have Tyrese, who in a lot of ways you could say, you know, fills a similar role. But why are we surprised by this at this point? I don't get it. I don't get what the surprise is. I mean, this is what this team is. Until they show otherwise, I don't understand how anyone can be surprised this team is playing up and down. This is a team... There's a group that has collectively said for years they have a tendency to do a few things. One, not pay attention to detail. Two, not follow the scouting report, which falls in line with not paying attention to detail. Number three, they have shown they do not want to play defense. <laughs> and probably number four, the thing that always boggles me about the Kings is they have this thing about they overlook their opponent based on the record. Mind you, as I record this, the Kings are 10 games under 500. But I can almost assure you, there will be times where they'll say to themselves, oh, we can beat that team, that team's not good. When it's like newsflash, you are the team that's not good. You're the team that's not good. I don't get it. I really don't get it. The only way to fix this is to change up who was in that locker room, which is which is why... Now, after the you're not Vlade grace period, you hear more and more folks asking, what's Imani McNair up to? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? And trade deadlines February 10th. Got your we're a month out from it. What can the Kings realistically do? And I'll deal with this more and more as we get closer to, you know, to the deadline. But I want to throw these ideas out at you. You can hit me back on socials. You can hit me back on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. If you want to hit me on Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. We can kind of banner about, kind of see what you think about this. To me, in terms of tradable pieces, you've got Buddy, Heald, Marvin, back with the third, are the guys that they've obviously tried to move. If you wanted to make a big splash in a deal, try to really shake things up, you throw De'Aaron Fox or Harrison Barnes in the mix. But to me, the guys who are probably untouchable, and I say untouchable in the sense in not that they can't be traded, but you probably want to keep the build around, Tyrese and Davion. Those, to me, those are your two guys. You know, none of your other young guys you've drafted have shown anything to where you say, oh, we can't, you know, we can't. Not keep Robert Woodard or Jeremiah. They, they haven't shown. They haven't got a chance to show you anything. I like what Terrence Davis does when he gets minutes. Uh, shameless plug. Check out my story at theathletic.com. Have a story about Terrence Davis. Just came out. So shameless plug. But you know, but they have the Kings have some pieces, but I don't think these pieces clearly don't fit to winning. Not even kind of winning. And the reason why I say that is because far too often, this team plays with no passion. None. Uh, the game Sunday against um, Portland was a prime example. And this team seems to only get up to play when they play the Lakers or the Clippers. Obviously, they had other games they've won, so that's not completely the case. But ooh, maybe they should have opponents dress as the Lakers and the Clippers every time they play. It's like... It goes back to that, I call it that warped pers- that warped perception the Kings tend to have of themselves. 
the Kings really believe that they are the Lakers and Clippers and maybe the Warriors rival. I will guarantee you none of those teams wake up any morning worried about what the Kings are doing. Yet, the Kings wake up worried about those teams instead of getting their shit together. Uh, give you a brief story about that. Or an anecdote that was passed to me that may or may not be 100% true, but I tend to believe it. Um, many of you remember when the Kings signed George Hill to that three-year deal right from Jeff and Darren Fox. If in case you forgot, the other team looking to sign George was the Lakers, who obviously had drafted Alonzo Ball. And they weren't looking for a long-term, you know, they were looking for a guy to kind of come as a vet short-term. And the word was that essentially because the Lakers wanted George Hill, the Kings became even more determined to make sure they didn't get him, even if it meant paying him more. That's, you know, is that completely true? No, but that's the type of story that gets floated around, you know, <laughs> about the Kings is because, it's known the Kings have an unhealthy obsession with what other people are doing and not worrying about themselves. And that's what makes that story believable. And it speaks to the fact that this team really needs to, in my opinion, clean house. Just start from scratch because if it keeps going like this, you'll get a new GM in a year or so. They'll get a new coach. You'll bring back the same players. And we'll be back in the same place again. So, I was going to do my like mid-season report. But I figured I'd let them get past game 41. They're at game 39 right now. You know, I want to I wanna get past that. Maybe give them a chance to surprise me and, you know, run off three, four wins in a row. Do I expect it? Absolutely not. But, hey, <laughs> this is, you know, it's I'm going to try to be fair. But, you know, but when I look at, I'm going to kind of wrap up my Kings segment by just recapping a few things that we touched on. And like I said, hit me up if you want to chat with these online. I might be bored and we can chat a little bit. I'll ask you again. Why is this surprising to so many people? Why are people saying, I can't believe the team isn't good? I thought because we fired Luke Walton, it was going to change. Telling it's going to take a lot more than a coach is going to change this. You've got to change that locker room. You've got to shake the dynamic up. You've got to get some people in there who can who can rile these guys up. Or bring an intensity that is matched. You know, you can't can't this can't be on Davion Mitchell to do. <laughs> Davion can't be the only guard who tries to play defense. So you gotta if you look at the way this team is has been, the last time they had a guy like that was Iman Shumpert. And they got him out of there for, you know, they got him up out of there. So, whew, you Kings fans, like I said, I commend you because I don't know how you do it. I really don't know how you do it. I see the numbers of fans attending are dwindling. And I have no reason to offer you to have optimism for this season. I just don't. I mean, me watching Tyrese just sounding so broken down. <laughs> And if you've been around Tyrese, he's the most just active, outgoing, just positive type guy. And to see him so broken down by what happened against Portland, I just said they're going to break that poor kid's spirit. And it's a concern that 
I've had scouts tell me they're concerned about De'Aaron. They think maybe the Kings have broken De'Aaron's spirit. Now De'Aaron doesn't doesn't give a damn anymore. It's like, fuck it. I don't care. You know, it's, it is what it is in Sacramento. You would hope that's not the case, but it's hard to say otherwise. It's because this is what we see from the Kings. So... I'll be back. I'll be back with D'Lo and Casey at some point. To, you know, probably by the time this drops, it'll probably be there then. And then we can double back on anything I hit on there. And again, hit me up with anything you want to ask about the Kings because now that I'm not, quote, you know, covering them on the daily, so, you know, and all that, gives me a different perspective because I can take all the stuff I know and I've been around and I've seen and kind of take a step back and apply it to what's going on. And that's how I'm able to tell you that, you know, things ain't going to get better. Anytime soon, unless you get a major change in personalities. And I don't know how you do that during the season unless you break this thing up. So, we'll see. Things could change, but I doubt it. But before we shift on, I'll have some words to for you for my people from DraftKings. Just so you know, you know, I mentioned the Raiders already, you know, back in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Congrats to Derek Carr for being healthy to actually play in the playoffs this time, you know, but I digress. Let me not get into my Raider diatribe just now, but just so you know, the NFL playoffs are here in DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. And guess what? The Raiders are a wild card team. I'm not suggesting you do that, but I'm just pointing out the Raiders are in the wild card, or a wild card team. <laughs> if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wild card weekend. Everyone, that's right, everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what do you have to do? You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wild card weekend as DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now let's get back to the show okay folks before i get up out of here uh you know don't talk to you for a couple of weeks i have to go on some going to you know king's rant but this is my favorite part of the show it may be the briefest part but it's still part of my favorites where we talk about one of my big loves music hip-hop you know uh that thing that i do listen to to relax get ready to work out all those things And what I want to talk about is, you know, we're in a new year and just some of the music I'm looking forward to hearing in 2022, you know, 
We've covered the best of 2021. You know, so we don't kind of want to get into what's the best, you know, what I'm looking forward to in 2022. And I'll start with uh, King's Disease 3. I'm hoping that Nas drops that uh, sometime this year. It was a... Um, he kind of he blessed us right around the Christmas holiday with uh, another album, Magic. Him and Hip Boy are like Kobe and Shaq, you know. Uh, I don't know, Steph and Clay, KD and Steph, uh, Giannis and Middleton, LeBron and D Wade. I mean, they've given us three, three solid, you know, albums back to back to you know back from them. So. I'm gonna I wanna just kinda of said just break down what I'm looking forward to in twenty twenty two. And like I said, the first one is obviously King's Disease Three. I'm a huge Nas fan. And Magic got me ready for that. Uh what I've heard that's already come out. Uh one of my young my my young my young G's, uh my man Trevor Trout put me on to this uh Gunna DS Forever, you know, and I admittedly that's admittedly that's really not my lane. But checked it out. I enjoyed it. So I'm going to recommend you do the same thing. And then as you look through what else is supposed to come out this year, I'll give you some people that maybe you don't think I would listen to. Uh, Joey Badass will be back. Well, you probably figured I'd be, you know, he'll be, he's, you know, he's supposed to come back again this year. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Two Chains. I always like some good Two Chains along as, as well as Snoop Dogg. Uh, Ghostface is supposed to be coming back with some new music this year. Mount Westmore, I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, we got a lot, and we also got a uh, um, you know, report allegedly, reportedly a Two Chains and Little Wayne collaboration coming. I want to hear that. Uh, Benny the Butcher, of course, Big Crit. Wow, and then you got some other random like Bow Wow, the baby. Maybe he won't be canceled by then. You know, someone had the nerve to say Detox was coming out by Dre. Whatever, Eminem. I mean, you know, you know they say the game. Then you got some other people you probably never thought about. You know, Ja Rule. I mean, and I'm what I'm really looking for is that probably my number one thing I'm looking forward to is uh, Kendrick Lamar. We need some Kendrick Lamar music. Maybe he surprises us around, you know, the Super Bowl. Boom, jumps out. Who knows? But that's what I'm looking forward to. I could go on and on and on and on. But I'm looking for 2022 to be a big year in hip hop. From the from the youngsters to the old to the old, to the people who are more my age and older, you know, whether it be, you know, you know, some of them young Long Beach dudes like Vince Staples, you know, I'll throw Giveon in there. He ain't a rapper, but that's Long Beach. That's Long Beach Pilot. That's where I'm from. You know, I'm looking forward to all this stuff. So let me know what you want to hear. Slide me some, some, some new music, too. I want to hear what you're listening to. I'm interested. I want to expand my hip hop repertoire and be on top of all this stuff. So. That's all I got for y'all. No brief episode. Just wanted to tap in and let you know I am back. The weekly episodes have, are, will be returning 
Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network, which gives me the platform to rant and rave to you guys about what the Sacramento Kings are and have been and maybe will be. Let me talk about a little hip-hop. Hey, like I said, I'm just trying to get back in the groove. Been away for a little bit. Enjoyed myself. Don't enjoy my break. So, everyone out there, be safe. I will talk to all of you next week. Be good. I'm out.